Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Certainly the case with the NFL and seeing it again on Monday night. A fantastic game. A lot of twists and turns, ups and downs, back and forth. Uh, really, the momentum swinging like a pendulum. Four lead changes, six turnovers between the Steelers and the Browns. But the overarching uh, dark shade or dark cloud that's cast uh, is because of the Nick Chubb injury. And we already know that the Browns believe he's out for the season, uh, that that they were able to determine right away on the facility, or or I should say in the training room, Uh, but they're not sure how extensive the damage. So it could be torn ligaments. That's their fear in addition to a dislocated kneecap. Even the reaction of the Steelers and the Steelers fans. And some of you asked me about the decision by ABC not to replay the opposite angle video of Chubb getting injured. So the the real-time video, they replayed more than once, but you really couldn't see what happened to Nick Chubb. I, I went back and watched it over and over again to try to see if I could capture that moment or I could catch that moment in real time. But then you see the opposite angle and you recognize it was a direct hit on his knee and his knee went one direction and the rest of his leg was going a different direction and it's not supposed to work that way. So definitely a dislocated knee right away. But now the Browns are fearing that they're also torn ligaments. And it's the same knee that he had to have completely reconstructed when he was in college at Georgia. Nashawn Watson, who's a longtime friend of Nick Chubb, mentioned that in the post-game press conference. The loss, as much as it hurts in the division against the Steelers, far less impactful than losing Nick Chubb for the entire season. So here we are a second week in a row. We're talking about an injury that completely changes the trajectory of a franchise in 2023. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Even now seeing the team's crowd around Nick Chubb as the card is brought out for him to be taken off the field and into the locker room. His face. But more than that, if you were watching the broadcast and you had the sound up, now I don't know how it came across on the radio, if it did come across on the radio, But on the TV broadcast, even with all the players around him, even with the general noise of a stadium, 
the ambient sound, all of that, you could still hear Nick yelling about the pain in his knee. So that stuck with me. And now these Browns, who have already sputtered a bunch on offense, not with the run game, right? They had nearly 200 rushing yards. But it's been the turnovers. It's been the inability to keep the ball moving, right? So a bunch of three and outs in this game. Yeah, they've got some explosive weapons. Amari Cooper wasn't even a definite to go until right before the game started. Jerome Ford stepped in and ran hard for the Browns. He had over 100 yards. Deshaun Watson, we know, is still rounding back into form, but there were flashes of the athlete that we got to know when he was with the Houston Texans. He goes 22 of 40 for 235 yards. There was a touchdown. The issue is the turnovers. Two fumbles, one interception by Deshaun, specifically four giveaways by the Browns. Now, the Steelers' offense, not much better. Do you know the Steelers never even got into the red zone last night? Never even got into the red zone. The defense was in the red zone more than the Steelers were. The offense was. And yeah, the the defense was dynamic. The defense was dangerous. This is a defense that not only makes big plays, but makes you pay for your mistakes. Or even if it's not a general mistake, it's just a a letdown, a miscue. Oh, yeah. They're ready to pounce. They are ferocious and tough. And even though they did give up 200 yards rushing, not a huge fan. I'm sure Mike Tomlin, not a huge fan either. The pass rush is fierce. If you're an opponent of the Steelers, you've got to give the ball to your running backs over and over and over again just to try to protect your quarterback from dying on the field. So two Monday night football games, both in division, but only the Steelers have won 21 straight on Monday night football at home. 21 straight games on Monday night in their own stadium. That's a record, obviously. So now as the dust settles on week two, a lot of news, some injuries that we have to talk about in addition to Nick Chubb. He's not even the only running back that was injured this week. And just a exhale. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Now this hour, we also want to get to The Phil Mickelson confession. Not sure if that's part of his his rehab, his recovery from his gambling addiction, but it was pretty open and vulnerable of Phil on Monday. Maybe it is part of a program or some some counseling, some recovery that he's working through. Let it go, dude. (laughs) I, I can't even comment. I feel insensitive if I even comment. And then, did you hear about, well, death threats is just anytime we're talking about death threats in football or in sports, it it blows my mind. I can't get over the fact that every year this happens. 
where college athletes, pro athletes, it's the same. Either way, it's so over the top. It's so out of touch with reality. But the fact that a Colorado State player, Colorado State, right now, wherever you are, can you name even one player on the Colorado State roster? Do you even know the Colorado State mascot? It's okay if you don't. It's Colorado State football. The only reason that Colorado State football is getting any type of interest, notoriety, any type of time in the spotlight is because of the game against Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes on Saturday. The Buffs rally, they win in double overtime. And along the way, now this was going back to the first half. It's not like it was in overtime. Henry Blackburn, who's a Colorado State DB, he delivered a hit that was nasty and it was illegal on one of Colorado's receivers. Now that receiver is injured. And in the wake of that, fans are threatening this student, Henry Blackburn, and his family. Somehow, their cell phones were posted on the internet. And as you can imagine, their phones are blowing up now. And... To take it a step further, which just blows my mind, his campus address and his family's home address were also made public on the internet. I would be afraid, too. I remember a few years back, I had a a stalker who issued some pretty serious threats. And I was nervous about access on the internet to my address, my home location, and whether or not this person could find that information. I mean, it's scary to think about people showing up. Scary to think about people so completely losing control and being out of touch with the reality that they actually think a college athlete And and it was an illegal hit. He paid for it. But a college athlete should die for a play he makes in the heat of a game. And Jay Norvell, he was talking about it Monday. And as you can imagine, he's nervous for his player because you never know what people will do, but also just the the general state of sports and social media and how they interact and the internet and how it gives people access. I mean, the whole thing is, is scary. It's just sad. It's sad that that's the state of the world we live in. And um, I mean, it's a football game. Let's not, let's not make it more than that. I mean, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, we don't coach that kind of football. And, um, you know, we, I, you know, I've been talking to Henry about that. I talked to him last night and I talked to him today. 
and uh, it's it's discerning and it's unsettling and I mean, this kid should be worrying about going to school and, and getting ready to play football. He shouldn't be worrying about that kind of nonsense. So that's the head coach, Jay Norville, who last week himself was in the spotlight because of his coach's show and some of the chatter about the way Deion Sanders handles his business and the culture of Colorado. So then the athletic director made these comments, were very concerned about our player's safety, referring to Henry. Henry and his family have continued to receive these threats. He never intended to put anyone in harm's way in the football field. It's not what we teach or coach. We hope that the irrational vitriol directed at Henry stops immediately. And yeah, maybe it does die down. But just the idea that people would go so far as to issue death threats against a college football player for a play that happens fairly routinely, almost every week. You watch football enough, you're going to see this stuff every week. I did see people accusing Minka Fitzpatrick of attempting to deliver this hit on Nick Chubb and hit him in the knee directly to hurt him or to take him out. Again, the vast majority of athletes, they don't do this t- that kind of thing because they understand and respect the journey and the process and all the work that goes into getting to that level. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. If you want to go and watch the hit, it's on the internet. Actually, both of them are. It's football. It's a brutal sport. And yes, guys get injured every week. But as much as fans get carried away, I very rarely see a hit in football, in hockey, in basketball even, where I feel like there was intent to harm, intent to injure. The strength and the power and the speed of these athletes, especially at the pro game, when they collide with that strength and power and speed, there's always a chance that someone's going to get hurt. In fact, it's astounding to me sometimes that these guys will walk away without getting hurt or that they can get up from the hits that they absorb. Social media gives fans access. And as much as some athletes and coaches will tell you they don't pay attention, they never read it, I would also say the majority of athletes, especially the younger guys, they read it all. No doubt. Even Alexander Madison, which we will talk about, he received a bunch of direct messages. Nasty. And He was talking about that on Monday. Well, I guess not. Was it Monday he was talking about? Okay, Monday. But the Vikings played on Thursday. So it goes back a few days. All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too, we'll get to some QB news as well. But how about the latest on some of the injuries? Not just Nick Chubb, but Saquon Barkley. There was also a devastating injury in the Panthers-Saints game. If you didn't hear about that one. Another player that appears to be lost for the season. On Twitter, A Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Third and goal at the nine. Slayton, along with two other receivers out left. Waller's in a slot right. Jones in a shotgun set. Jones back to throw under pressure. Throws it right to Barkley. Makes the catch. Dives for the pylon. And he's in for the touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Saquon Barkley, a major reason why the Giants pulled off their most impressive comeback, their largest comeback since the late 40s, as in the 1940s, 21 points down to the Cardinals on Sunday. But they rally and come all the way back. And, yeah, Saquon Barkley, a major weapon with a pair of touchdowns in the game on Sunday. But that's not where the story ended with Saquon. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. He was taken off the field, or he was helped off the field, I should say, uh, later in this game. And at the time, a lot of the chatter was about an ankle sprain, potentially even a high ankle sprain. According to multiple reports, he has an ordinary, quote-unquote, ankle sprain, so not a high ankle, which generally takes guys out for four to six weeks. Although, isn't that what Patrick Mahomes had last year during the playoffs, a high ankle sprain? And somehow he missed no games, although he was on a leg and a half for the rest of the the postseason. So it definitely affected him. He was just dealing with the pain as best he could. But again, according to the MRI and the reports out there, Saquon suffered an ordinary quote-unquote ankle sprain that is expected to keep him out three weeks. Then you think about the Nick Chubb injury on Monday, and you're talking about two of the best backs in the NFL last season. I mean, Nick Nick Chubb's consistently been impactful. He's one of the top three highest-paid running backs in the NFL. Saquon Barkley had a huge season last year, one of the reasons why Daniel Jones got the big contract that he did, and then the dispute over the franchise tag and wanting some guaranteed money, a longer-term deal. That took over a lot of the offseason for the Giants. And I hate that there's now evidence in the first two weeks of why you're cautious in paying running backs. I hate that. But this is, in some sick way, validation for owners and general managers about why we don't give long-term money to the majority of running backs. It's not their fault It's not like Nick Chubb was doing anything except for his job. Saquon Barkley, same thing. Doing his job. A big reason why the Giants rallied. But this is where GMs and owners will come back to. Will they get injured? It's a lot of pounding. It's a lot of stress and a lot of risk for their physical bodies. So why should we sink a ton of money into a running back when, hey, yeah, we might give up some talent, some skills, some experience, but if we can plug in a guy with fresher legs who costs us a lot less, who doesn't have the the history of the pounding and maybe the nagging injuries, aches and pains, 
okay, well, we'll take maybe a drop-off in production, at least initially. I'm sure you're not surprised that Brian Dayball wouldn't give any information about Saquon, but he did acknowledge that the Giants have to move forward for now without him. We'll have a plan ready to go. Uh, if he can play, he can play. And if he can't, then we'll have you know the other guys prepared and ready to go. Again, Brian Dayball. Second to last play from scrimmage. That's also tough. Of course, they needed every last bit of the second half to be able to rally. But his ankle got caught and twisted at the bottom of a pile, and he was clearly in pain. Helped off the field. X-rays were negative, but MRIs are showing an ankle sprain that is likely to keep him out for the next few weeks. Now, the Giants' schedule, it does not get easier from here. They were in Arizona on Sunday, staying on the West Coast, traveling to San Francisco on Thursday. So even if it's a mild ankle sprain, there's no way Saquon's able to turn around and play on a Thursday following a Sunday afternoon. So it's Niners in week three, Seahawks in week four, Dolphins in week five, all three playoff teams. Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, Eric Gray, please come on down. Ooh, that's tough for the Giants. Daniel Jones needs to be as good as he was in the second half on Sunday. That's how dominant, how aggressive, how locked in he needs to be for these next three weeks. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I'm not sure if you saw or heard after the Saints-Panthers game But Frank Reich indicated that Shaq Thompson has suffered a significant ankle injury and is likely to miss extended time. Too early to speculate about whether or not he'll be out the rest of the way. But the linebacker had to be carted off the field late in the first quarter of that game in Charlotte. And so he is expected to be out for a long stretch. or It's a significant ankle injury. Here's another one that just stinks. C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Lions. The fear is that he has a torn pectoral muscle and would be out for the rest of the year. And I'm not telling you that Lions defense is anything to raise banners about, but he was is a veteran. And that's a big deal, too. And yeah, they were hit. David Montgomery, too. Although I did see that he was not expected to be out for a long period of time. Nothing. I'll have to go back and and find what I read. But it wasn't expected to be something that was going to keep him out the rest of the way. But yeah, Dan Campbell, after the Lions start out with that big win on Thursday night football at Arrowhead Stadium in the season opener, now they've got some adversity right away. You can go and everything's good. And you get out and pretty healthy. Um and then all of a sudden, man, it just, they come on and you get the bug and we just, we got a rash of them yesterday, you know? So that's kind of the, the ebbs and flows of the season. You can hear it in his voice. He definitely does not disguise any of his emotions. David Montgomery is listed as day-to-day. I just looked it up. So a thigh bruise is what I remember reading now. They also lost a guard and one of their pass rushers. 
So just a a week two bonanza flurry when it came to the injuries for the Lions. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get to some QB news coming up a little bit later on, but you may have seen the video or if you're watching the game live, you had Joe Burrow trying to keep his calf muscle warm. And yes, the Bengals are 0-2 and the offense has looked abysmal for the most part. Through six quarters, the offense didn't even have a touchdown. It wasn't until the third quarter of their game against the Ravens. And they did put together a couple of nice drives and maybe gave the Ravens a bit of a scare. I guess that's a point of debate. But to see Joe Burrow sitting on the sidelines with this kind of a tool to try to keep his calf muscle warm, that definitely made headlines. And so Zach Taylor and Jamar Chase were asked about resting him or sitting him or maybe giving him more time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Off before he came back from this injury that he suffered early in training camp. I think, first of all, we got to hear what the doctors have to say before we, we start to assume anything. So once we get that information, we have to figure out what we're going to do. You'd understand if it was like, hey, shut Joe down for a couple weeks to make sure he's 100% on the I other end of it. That from jump. No, but yeah. I mean, live and learn. So that's Jamar Chase. Essentially what he's saying is it would have been far smarter, wiser, to sit Joe Burrow for longer to, to rest that calf muscle. I, I suppose that's a tough sell with your quarterback, though. He really wants to get out there, too. Now, Jamar Chase did say later that he was being a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Too late now. And it's it's really impossible to know whether or not the struggles on the offense have to do with Joe's calf. But it doesn't look to me like it's affecting his throwing. But maybe it has to do with the inconsistency, it does look a bit disjointed. 
You could say the same thing, though, about a bunch of teams whose quarterbacks are completely healthy. The Chiefs still haven't looked good offensively. Even in winning in Jacksonville, it was more about the defense on Sunday. Gosh. Other than the Travis Kelsey touchdown, I'm trying to think of many offensive highlights. Oh, the Sky Moore reception late in the game uh, when Patrick Mahomes had to dodge and juke the defense and then found Sky Moore streaking behind the D, the second level of D. That was essentially just to keep the ball away from the Jaguars late. Otherwise, they had three turnovers in the first half and trailed for a good portion of that game in Jacksonville. The Vikings, they've actually put up some big offensive numbers, but their defense, at least at this point, doesn't appear to be benefiting from the addition of Brian Flores. Not yet. I mean, it's it's complicated. It's challenging. We had our... Remind me who we spoke to that covers the Vi- covered the Vikings. Shoot, who was it last week? Oh, oh no, it was this week. Luke Braun, uh, who has the Locked On Vikings podcast, and he was talking about how some of the defensive players have said it's as challenging and complicated as they've ever seen. <laughs> that it's it's tough to get reacclimated. So I would expect that they would get better. But yeah, the Vikings, the Bengals. Playoff teams last year definitely don't look anything like what a lot of people expected coming out of the gate. And that, and yet the NFC South has three 2-0 teams. <laughs> what? Football's dumb sometimes. It really is. Life comes at you fast in the NFL. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio. So we have our candidates for TD of the Week coming up next hour. We'll do some QB news to get you updated on, oh gosh, big payday for Patrick Mahomes. I'm not surprised. Considering that he had slipped almost out of the top 10 in terms of highest paid quarterbacks. This was, it was certainly on the docket for the Chiefs. And I like how they reconstructed it. With a couple of gold nuggets for Patrick Mahomes. They're taking care of their guy, of course. You do whatever Mahomes needs. In order to keep that guy around, you do whatever he needs. And then at the top of the hour, we'll get back to Monday Night Football. The loss of Nick Chubb and a Steelers dominant performance on one side of the ball. On Twitter, ALaw Radio. Our Monday MVP poll still has a few minutes left to go. Thanks for casting your vote. Man, we have a very tight race between the top two candidates. As in, tenths of a point separating 0.7 percentage points separating our top two candidates. So we need you to vote. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. After Hours CBS or my Twitter and then also on our Facebook page. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Mahomes fires for the end zone, caught, touchdown, Kansas City! And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert keeps it, end zone, touchdown, Chargers! Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run, the Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. On a night when we had a double header of sorts on Monday Night Football, a staggered start. Uh, and at one point on ABC, there was a split screen so you could watch both games. And yet no Monday Night Mannings, speaking of quarterbacks. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It's okay. We had other quarterbacks to talk about four starters, as a matter of fact. And for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers' offense, well, they owe the defense, at the very least, a couple steak dinners. Hats off to our defense, played unbelievable. Um, you know, we got the best player in the world, in my opinion, in, in 90, and 56 is close behind. You know, he's he's unbelievable. So those guys did a hell of a job and, and you know, happy that they're on our side. You got a defense like that, they make plays and, and put points up on the board and get those turnovers. It's it's unreal as an offense to have that. You know, we want to return that favor, though. Um, you know, I feel like we, had, we let those guys out there way too long. There's things that we got to do a lot better offensively um, to also help those guys out. The Steelers' offense never even got into the red zone. And as Kenny Pickett points out, a couple of touchdowns by the defense. Uh, And for T.J. Watt, who he references, now the Steelers' all-time career sack leader, plus four QB hits and his very first touchdown, which was a sweet moment. Uh, Pickett, 50% completion rate, 222 yards, a touchdown, also an interception. And, yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement. You know, we got planning to do next week. It doesn't make sense for me to divulge it in this setting. Uh, we got a game coming up in six days. We'll let that do our talking. Winning's hard in this league. It, it, it's really hard. I um, feel like you, as you watch around the league, it always comes down to one possession, it feels like, at the end of the game. Um, so however we had to get it done, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we got it done as a team. Um, look forward to getting back out there in another primetime game next week and continue to build and move forward. The number's not that different for Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense, but the biggest point of note is that Nick Chubb is no longer part of 
part of their sets, part of their looks, part of their their ability to score, right? Because it, it, his knee injury will keep him out the rest of the year more than likely. We'll wait for definitive word later today, but he is the most dangerous member of that offense. And now Deshaun Watson has to move forward without him. Tough. Um, I mean, uh, I just sent out my prayers to him. Uh, I mean, at that moment, it was tough once we, you know, saw the replay and exactly what happened. It just, just a lot of flashbacks to, you know, the previous one he had in college, you know, and it just, yeah, it was, it was tough, honestly. You feel for Nick Chubb because he was clearly in a ton of pain, and this is an injury uh, if it's, Torn ligaments along with a dislocated kneecap that could take him out for months and months. The Browns still have work to do, right? And Kevin Stefanski not mincing words when it comes to Deshaun Watson and the offense. We just didn't play well as an offense. Obviously, I have to look at it. Um, there were some throws uh, I'm sure he wants back. I'm, there's some play calls I want back. Um, so it's uh, it, you're really just not good enough as a team. I just got to just keep, keep doing what I'm doing. Just keep Trying to get better, 1% better each and every week. Um, you know, every week is different and things like that. So, um, urgency to up my game. You know, I can't force the issue. I can't force any, you know, deep balls or, you know, throws, you know, things like that. I just got to keep trying to do what the, you know, the coaching staff is asking me to do. Um, going through my reads and, and checking it down when I need to and try to make plays with my feet. That's all I can, can really do. Um, don't try to go outside and do what Nick Chubb is, is doing, you know, I can't, I can't do that. The Browns waste nearly 200 rushing yards in this game. So Jerome Ford steps in, he goes over 100 yards. The problem was the turnovers, and three of them were Deshaun Watson. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio with the QB News. Getting outside of that game in Pittsburgh, the other Monday night football game featured a veteran quarterback and a newbie. So for Derek Carr and the Saints, they're 2-0, even though there's uh, some moments where you wonder what was going on with the offense, especially in the first half. There's so much that we have to clean up, but it feels so good to clean it up when you win. You know, like I said outside, like we're 2-0, and and I don't think that we've played at the level that we're all expecting to play at yet, but we're going to keep striving, we're going to keep working um, and make those corrections, but it feels good to do it with a win for sure. 21 of 36 for Derek, 228 yards and an interception. So once again, like the Steelers defense, the Saints defense was locked in and really the star of the show on Monday. And that meant containing Bryce Young, who is still figuring it out. And so he had some good moments. They were able to get the first touchdown against the Saints defense in 2023, but still 0-2. You try to build on positive things, but, you know, it, it's not, you know, it's not going to carry over for any points on, on Sunday. So, um, you know, just like any week, there's good and bad. You know, you want to obviously correct the bad, get that cleaned up, and then there's, there's positive stuff that, you know, we can, we can look at and, and try to continue to build off of. I think Bryce is handling the pressure pressure well. Listen, he's a quarterback, you know, head coach, quarterback, right? We're, you know, we're we're going to take the heat as, and that just comes with the territory. So um, you own that, and you understand that when you're in that position. And Bryce understands that for the position that he's in. So um, I can tell you this: it's certainly, you know, our struggle on offense. It's it's not one person. 
Young goes 22 of 33 for 153 yards and a touchdown. He did have a fumble in the red zone, which was costly. Uh, four sacks as well. One really impressive scramble where on a third down, he was able to run for 26 yards and, and move the chain. So, yeah, uh, some good moments, but also some moments where you can tell this is still a work in progress. And not just Bryce. It's the entire team and Frank Reich, the new head coach there in Charlotte. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, also, outside of Monday Night Football, a couple of eyebrow-raising moments. Robert Sala with a quarterback in Zach Wilson who threw three interceptions in the second half of their game against Dallas. Now, credit the Cowboys' defense, but also still some bonehead throws, some throws being forced by Zach Wilson. So will the Jets try to add another QB this week? That's probably more of a question for Joe, but uh, um, not, not, I don't think so. Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets. The issue is where are you going to add a quarterback other than Joe Flacco? And and I'm not saying Joe can't get out there on the field. We saw him do it last year, right, for a little bit. Can't get out there on the field and manage the game. But Zach Wilson, they say, has learned a lot since he was working with Aaron Rodgers that he's more prepared, he's more confident, he's ready for this opportunity. Dallas was a stiff test. Absolutely. That's about as tough as it gets. But if it doesn't get any better from this point forward, they might have to to be turning over some rocks. Bums. It's early in the season to lose your starting quarterback, right? Or if you're Denver, it's early in the season to have friction between your new head coach, who's got a large ego in Sean Payton, and Russell Wilson, who he may be clashing with after week two. There was a number of drives, you know, where we're late with personnel, getting out of the huddle. We took a while. I mean, that's got to change. We had to burn timeouts in the first half, and I'm not used to doing. we got to be better, and uh, I've got to be better. Russ has got to be sharper with, with getting it, getting the play out, and then we got to look at how much we have in. But, um, you know, if we need to wristband it, we will. Okay. I appreciate his honesty, but ouch. <laughs> ouch. Not everything is necessary for the microphone. <laughs> it just sounds personal. If we have to wristband it, we will. He basically basically called him not a professional quarterback, but he can't handle it. It's week two. <laughs> it already sounds personal. Remember going back to before the season opener when the big quote that went viral from Sean Payton is he needs to stop kissing babies, meaning he needs to stop caring about his image and his social media and his videos and how he appears, the optics with the fans, and instead start thinking about football and only football. That's got to change. Come on, there are actually professional quarterbacks who wear the wristbands. But, yeah, there there's a lot you could read between the lines there with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And yesterday on the broadcast, if you were watching it, who did we say it was? Oh, Spiro Ditas. He was already bringing up this idea that who, if in fact the commanders come all the way back in Denver, which they did. So now the Broncos have dropped 
back-to-back games in Denver to start the year. One to the Raiders and one to the Commanders where they were up by, is it 18? I think they were up by 18. 21 to 3. Spiro was suggesting that this would be the first real test. A little bit like being stuck in a garbage chute or a garbage compactor. (laughs) And the walls are closing in. And you're going to feel the heat and you're going to feel the pressure. Ooh, let's see if the Broncos survive this or if Peyton does. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.